All right, Fanatics has bought PWCC. And like anything Fanatics does, people are up in arms about it. They are uh, social media lawyers and Monopoly experts now. So <laughs> we're going to talk about this today, hopefully bring a little bit of clarity and some calmness to the situation. Um, you know, I get it. People, when things are changing in their life and changing things that they care about, they get scared. That's kind of the first initial thing that comes to mind. So I get it. But hopefully I can calm everybody down and bring, like I said, a little bit of clarity to you know, the sports card industry and kind of what's going on and how Fanatics is going to uh, impact it, maybe positively or negatively. I don't know, okay? But we're going to talk about that today, all right? Full disclosure. I love giving you guys disclosure statements here. I do work with Fanatics on a daily basis on the autograph side. So take what I say here with a grain of salt, okay? I'm just going to share my experience and my thoughts on working with them and my thoughts on the industry. So take it or leave it. Take what you like. Leave what you don't, okay? But just my thoughts, my hope is to maybe bring some clarity and calm everybody down about the industry, all right? So first off, we're going to talk about kind of three things today. Number one, why did Fanatics buy PWCC? Uh, number two, why you maybe shouldn't be scared about a Fanatics takeover? And then number three, is a Fanatics takeover going to be good for the industry, all right? So first off, let's talk about, you know, why would Fanatics buy PWCC? This is a pretty straightforward one, in, in my opinion here. Uh, apparently, PWCC was maybe having some financial issues and were looking to sell the business. So Fanatics was able to pick up a asset such as PWCC, hopefully are relatively on the cheap here. Again, I don't know what the financial terms were. I'm not privy to any of this information here. It's just my own thoughts on that. But hey, you can buy a marketplace that's already set up and ready to go. Uh, you don't have to train employees. You've got a staff that's already in place, a pretty well-respected marketplace. Uh, it makes no you know, it makes sense to pick that up on the cheap. Main thing, though, is you get to pick up some customers who buy this stuff and who buy a lot of sports cards and who buy uh, expensive sports cards. So getting access to those customers is, depending on what the final price pay was, is very good. It's hard to find some of those customers, hard to get customer information. But also, too, if you're looking to have a marketplace, it's tough to train people and it's tough to uh, set up a marketplace and get it up and running, give it running positively and making money. So if you can expedite that process and buy that asset on the cheap, it makes uh, sense. You know, again, can't be mad for Fanatics. They've got the money. It probably wasn't all that expensive of a buy for them. And they get to kind of hit the express lane on a couple of those things. So it definitely makes sense to me. All right, number two. Okay, this is the one I kind of really want to dive into is why you maybe shouldn't be scared of a Fanatics takeover of the sports card industry. Now, I say takeover, like they're not going to be the only player on the block, but they're going to be the main player, like 90 plus percent of the sports cards. So there are going to be a huge player, right? First off, don't be afraid of change. I know the first thing in my life too, change happens, people get scared. Uh, it can be painful at first, okay? It sounds like a psychology session here, but it, it might be better in the long run. I don't know, but let's just embrace it to start off with, okay? I don't think it's going to be as painful as people uh, on social media maybe lead you to believe, right? I and no one else knows how this is going to play out. Okay, we have no idea. We have no idea what the inner workings of Fanatics look like right now and what the hobby is going to be in five or ten years or next year. Okay, So don't let anyone tell you they have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, all right? 
could cards become more expensive? Maybe. Uh, they're already pretty expensive when you're talking about buying boxes from Panini and whatnot. So uh, I can't imagine it getting that much more expensive. But then I don't buy boxes. Okay, So I just buy the cards that I like here. I'm not a box breaker or anything like that. So, um, you know, take it for what you want from me here. Um, could hobby shops be cut out of the selling process? Probably. They're probably going to be forced to maybe change the way that they um operate but i mean i guess that's kind of way business runs you know um could the buying and selling model be changed they're taking over some marketplaces there could there be less marketplaces available to sell and buy cards from i don't think so the marketplaces are popping up all over the place there's plenty of places to buy and sell cards like 15 i can think of right now so i wouldn't be too concerned about having a you know your chances to cut cut off and selling your cards and all that kind of stuff. I would not be worried about that. They may make a better buying experience for you. I don't know. The first thing, one thing I want to talk about though is Fanatics is going to have a lot of eyes on them when this kind of switch finally takes over, when they can take over the licenses for you know the majority of the leagues out there and make cards for them. So you know they're going to be putting their best foot forward, or at least you would think so. They've got a lot to prove to not just their licensors, but also to you, the collector. So I, I, I think they're going to be, you know, watching their, you know, dotting their I's and crossing their T's on a lot of things. So they've got kind of rabbit ears everywhere. Like they're they're paying attention to what people are saying, and they listen to almost everything. So I just know that they're going to be putting their best foot forward. Are they going to make mistakes? Oh, one hundred percent, all the time. They're going to make mistakes. But my experience dealing with them when they make a mistakes is, is usually pretty easy to correct. You know, sometimes, you know, I'll buy, let's say, 12 baseballs from them and I'll get one that has maybe a bleeding autograph or something like that. It's no problem. I just send it right back to them. I can get a replacement in a couple days. It's really no big deal. So I, I've actually enjoyed working with them on the customer service side. But then again, I have a rep that I deal with. So I don't have to go through the whole website process and all that kind of stuff. So. For me, it's it's been a really good experience dealing with them on you know the customer service side. Uh, yes, they can make things challenging at times. You've heard me talk about you know they don't allow cards and tickets to be signed. Yes, that can be a pain for not just me but for you, the collector. Totally get that. I understand where you're coming from, and I understand where Fanatics is coming from. They've got a big billion dollar business to run. They're going to make decisions that are best for them. That's just the way it is. They may not make decisions that are best for you, the collector. They want to take care of themselves. I get it. I've talked about this on this show many times. I don't think the whole card and ticket thing is going to be forever. I think they might change that policy at some time. But uh, this is is what it is right now. So, yes, they can make things a little bit, um, you know, challenging. But going back to the customer service thing, I mean, (laughs) you ever tried to talk to Panini about your redemption? I mean, that's probably about as worse as it possibly gets. So if if they can take over the industry, it's probably going to get better. I mean, we could we could hire monkeys to answer the phone and it would be better than what Panini was offering. So uh, I, I think things on the customer service side are definitely going to be way, way better. But yes, you know, Fanatics is in a position of power. They are. Just admit it. Like, they're better than all of us. <laughs> They've got more money, more resources. Um, but that can also be a positive too. They have a uh, the ability to make things happen on a 
bigger, bigger scale for the hobby. But again, they make the rules right now. So that's, we've got to follow those rules. And if we don't want to follow the rules, that's fine too. But at least we have a choice on whether or not we want to make the rules. Fanatics is an e-commerce giant. Okay, they run pretty much all the major league uh major leagues websites like MLB and NBA, NFL, NHL. I think they want to run that one as well. They run a bunch of college ones. So they know what they're doing when it comes to e-commerce. They know how to sell a product online. They know how to make a good experience online or as best as, as they can make it out. Yes. People are going to always complain about something. They're always going to complain about something with, you know, customer service on any website or any customers. Or So I would not be concerned. You hear about all these claims about, bad customer service or whatever it is. Listen, that just hasn't been my experience. Every company's going to have that, right? Uh, they've also hired a bunch of people from some of the industry leaders. Okay. They've bought tops. Okay. They've hired some Panini people. They've got PWCC now. So they have a lot of experienced people in the industry that are working now with the sports card side of their business. So they've got some people that know what they're doing or at least have experience, um, doing you know some good stuff in this hobby all right so uh let's talk about the product here i think so everybody's big complaint about panini is the product right they're always complaining about oh it's off-centered or uh, the design looks doesn't look great or whatever it is they got going on so will the product be better i would think so i mean they've got exclusive deals now with a lot of these printers here in the united states to print these cards up so uh, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more on-card autos because, again, Fanatics has you know access to a lot more of these athletes. Uh, you're going to see some, a lot more unique game use cards. We saw that with the uh, patch on the opening day. A lot of stuff like that's going to be cool. If they can put stuff on the back of the card that says, hey, listen, this is the exact game this jersey was from, that's going to be cool. But there's going to be a lot of stuff that they're going to be doing that we haven't even seen yet or haven't even heard of. And they've got some really good creative people on their team. So I would just say, hey, listen, let's just see how this kind of plays out from the product side. But um, hopefully no more redemptions. I mean, if we could just get rid of redemptions and the on uh, the sticker autos, I think that would be a very, very big plus for the industry. Speaking of the industry, number three here, this is going to be our last topic here. Is this going to be good for the sports car industry overall? Again, let me reiterate this. No one knows the answer. Everybody's got their opinions on it. No one knows for sure. So let's see it play out. I mean, don't, again, don't be afraid of change and be able to pivot in your collection or be able to pivot in your business. I mean, are they becoming a monopoly? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I probably, but who knows? I mean, let's, again... I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer. So let's quit being the Facebook lawyer, all right? The sports card, think about this too. The sports card industry really hasn't had a huge company such as Fanatics to do a full marketing campaign behind sports cards. Think about that. I mean, have you ever seen an ad run for sports cards? Have you ever seen uh, billboards at um, baseball games or basketball games? I mean, or social media campaigns behind them? So, I mean, imagine if Fanatics can bring in, let's say, 10 times the amount of customers that are currently buying sports cards. That would be great for me. 10 times more customers to sell to. 10 times more people interested in the product. So, uh, that's going to be a good thing. The more marketing that they can do, because they've got the sales channels to be able to do stuff like that. Will some people have to change their business model? Sports card hobby shops? Probably, yes. But I think... That's what makes entrepreneurship so exciting is the ability to 
make changes, see if you can make that change and think about, hey, what can I do to keep my business going? Can I start selling this product? Can I um, maybe start marketing here? Whatever it is that you got to do. So I think that's fun. And that's what I kind of like whole you know, vibe I want to give to you here is, hey, change happens, embrace it, let's see what we can do and see what you can make a positive out of it, all right? And quit being the negative Nancy on the social media. Um, You know, will, will prices go up or down? I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people are just making stuff up just to kind of get agitated about things because they like to be agitated on social media. But let's see. I mean, they're already pretty expensive right now. So uh, again, I don't buy boxes. I just buy the cards that I like. So uh, I'm really hoping that quality improves, the design improves, um, no more redemptions. We get some on-card autos. Will collectors be pissed at what Fanatics does? Probably. But again, that's social media. Everybody's always angry about something all the time. All right. And it's always the same people over and over again that are always upset about everything. So yeah, let's see how this thing plays out. One thing is for sure though, is the industry kind of really couldn't keep going the way it was going, in my opinion. Uh, again, the redemptions, the customer service wasn't quite there. You know, again, you guys have all dealt with Panini. Product quality, sticker autos. Uh, I, you know, I think we can kind of get rid of all that and get like a streamlined process for everything as far as buying, selling. Uh, I think there's going to be some really cool opportunities going to pop up and that they're going to present to you, the collector. Um, and it's just gonna, I think it's gonna be fun. I really do. And it, it, worst case, we can always go back to what we were doing before. Like if you, if we don't like what Fanatics ends up doing, Hey, guess what? We can collect something else. We can, um, you, know, you can always collect cards, right? You can always find something to like, you know, listen, Fanatics is going to do something you probably don't like, but Hey, I, I think it's going to be a positive thing overall. And again, you'll be able to do what you want with Fanatics. And if you don't want to partake in it, then Hey, listen, no big deal. Can always do something else, but um, let's just see how it plays out. I, I think I think it could be some positives. There's definitely going to be some negatives for sure, but um, again, I don't uh, I don't see this as a bad move, and I'm not an overly negative and pessimistic person. Every time they do something, yes, they're taking over the industry. Yes, they make things challenging sometimes, but I think that in the long run, it's probably going to be better than what we had going on. So I don't know. Comment below. Roast me in the comments about how uh, I was sporting too much of fanatics or um, <laughs> or too simple of I too simple of an idea here, but I don't know. I love this stuff. I love when change happens because I, I think it's so much fun to try to pivot and do fun and new and interesting things. I mean, just think about well, when I started this business. It's definitely not where it is right now. We're not doing the same things we were doing when we started. So it's really fun and exciting. I love this kind of stuff here. So again, don't forget to visit the website, powersportsmobility.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.